0: This week on the Pop Confidential Podcast, we say goodbye to the greatest. Muhammad Ali is no longer with us. Rob and Black China get their own reality show. Taylor Swift is once again nursing a broken heart. Luke's been to Phoenix Comic Con. Sarah's been to Unreal. And I've been to the set of TV1's media. All this and more. Keep it popping. <laughs>
1: And been nowhere.
2: But, <laughs> Chile, well, you're gonna get to go somewhere
3: soon. You How think you've been to TMZ? Yes. Yeah, ah,
2: you're on TMZ, right. so I don't know what you're yeah, talking Jillian, about. Already... You are actually on TV. And I'm going back on tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Jillian is gonna be, that will be after this post for those who are watching. Yes, on Monday, y'all tune
0: in to TMZ, where our Jillian will be dishing about the latest ratchetness in Hollywood gossip. Why has to be ratchet? Because <laughs> TMZ is pretty ratchet. That's, that's not a, oh, that's not oh, a negative oh, thing. Oh, but, mm-hmm. Luke Kerr, how are you doing? Good, how are you? I'm, Luke, I'm proud of you. In eight years of doing guerrilla-style independent entertainment media with you you have never darkened the door of an event you haven't been to the Emmys. you haven't been to the outies you haven't <laughs> been anywhere but you finally have gone somewhere you attended phoenix comic-con
2: everybody clap yeah well, but I did it, but see, I did it the same way I want to go to the Emmys, which you won't ever let me do, oh. which is I went there as like a fan yeah, let and me it was tell fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Uh-uh. Luke will
0: tell uh-uh. me, you know, when I go to the Emmys and I'm sweating through my drawers in a mm. big man's tuxedo size suit <laughs> on the red carpet and try to get quotes. Oh, Melody Thomas Scott, stop here. Oh, uh-uh. uh-uh. I don't know with me no. before you- email. Mm-hmm. No, you know, but it's like he's like, Well when I go to the Emmys, I don't really want to work the red carpet or
2: work the press room.
0: I just want to go as a guest. Oh. So I'm gonna be out there working like Kuta Kente
2: No oh, and and oh. and once again I will say the exact same thing. I told you you didn't have to do the red carpet or work in the either. We could just go both So go we as just guests. gonna
0: spend money to get no scoop. Uh no.
2: And why not?
0: That's Dumb. Alright one yeah.
2: year one year it'd be fun.
0: Sarah Babel, you visited the Unreal a yacht you got on a yacht for the the relaunch of Lifetime's Unreal
3: yes and i mean i would like to thank because the um lifetime publicity department for putting on a good ev- a very fun event for um the press you know not me specifically press in los angeles in general Jeez. they um rented out a one of those little you know booze cruise type yachts and we went and what turned out to be a really freezing cold day, shockingly, um, in LA to um around the little oh, marina. freezing yeah, no. cold in LA. <laughs> oh, no. but um, the man, we, you know, they gave us brunch. They took us around. The whole premise was you're on a group date, and um, mm-hmm. then they had the cast and the showrunners. Some of the I cast, and the showrunners those. were there. And um, I got to have actually a very nice conversation with Sarah Gertrude Shapiro, the woman who created the show. Um, you know, Uh-oh, and she was.
0: Did look? Did you did you slip up? Uh, spec scripts, Sarah.
3: Oh yeah. no! But I informed her that one of this year's cast members. Kim Matula is a big international star, which is going to be very nice for the show when it syndicates internationally, because she was actually unaware of Kim Matula's history as the star of Bold and the Beautiful. Oh, nice, nice. So uh, I'm like, when you go to Italy, this will help you, Yes. Yeah, Don't um, chase her
0: in the streets.
3: And I mean, the show, I saw the first two episodes, because they made those available, it is even hotter this season, if that is possible, oh, again, that than last way. year. And let me just tell you what the premise is. You know how they always complain about the um, lack of diversity on The Bachelor? Mm-hmm. Well, fiction is beating um, reality because this year there is a black suitor because that's what they call it on this show, because, of mm-hmm. course, it is not The Bachelor, not at all, um, <laughs> on there. And it just deals with some very, very political stuff without um, spoiling it and um, in some very interesting ways of what the ramifications of that are. And, you know, he's got... What kind of dip- political
0: stuff, like um, maybe like having to pick Speedos that are a little mm-hmm. more... <laughs>
3: Nah. <laughs> oh, no, but there is something very relevant that relates to a swimsuit. I'll give you that uh, spoiler. There you go. Well, um, yeah. and, you know, but, I mean, no, there's just, you know, some of the um women he's with are black. Some of them are white. You know, they got a very diverse slate, so it's going to deal with all the various issues of, um you know, romance. But then there's all of this behind-the-scenes stuff of, like, man, some, you know... of course you know Quinn and Rachel they are the heart of the show like I was saying this like if you are thinking what am I gonna do now that the good wife is gone I want to see a show about strong women in the workforce and office politics taken to the extreme this is your show like yeah it's in a you know unusual office but like anyone who's like head to deal with like trying to get the recognition for their work it, it, when their boss is taking all the credit and stuff. You can relate to this, sh- oh. you know, those aspects of the show. And it's just like, these, I mean, these women are all fierce. Everyone on the show has an agenda. Everyone on the show, you know, nobody is pure, nobody is wholesome, and they get pushed to. You know, they're breaking points, and it's, like, everyone wants to be famous, everybody wants to be rich, everybody wants to get ahead, and it's just, like, all, you know, and the most cynical people in the world manufacturing this love story. I mean, this it is, is so just, delicious. it's now, so good. I'm just, like, talking it up, because, like, I i believe all of season one is, like, streaming and on demand. That okay. said, the way season two launches, because it's, like, a new season of the show, finished show, you could, if you don't have time, you know, read some recaps and then get caught up and just figure out what these people's relationships are and jump in on it. Like, everybody's back. Like, I wasn't sure if Josh Kelly's character would be back. Yes, he's back, and he's a little different. And you just, Craig, um, Birko's character, Chet, um, he's a, let's just say he's a whole new man this season. What a pig. And, well, and, oh, but you, you Bigger Pig, it premieres tomorrow, okay. Monday, um, and, um, I would, like I said, I would encourage everybody to give it a shot. It's a perfect summer show, and it's great that it's going on at the same time that The Bachelorette is running the way it's mm. just happening this year. So, you know, especially because, like, Chris Harrison has sort of had his, you know panties in a bunch about the show last season like he seemed to think it was like desecrating the good name of the bachelor (laughs) franchise so you know we'll see if that goes there and the show just won a peabody award so hopefully that will inspire some people to tune in i mean that's a big accomplishment for any show in its first season it's especially a big accomplishment on a show on lifetime because let's be honest that channel there is still a stigma to it because you know anything that's for women can't be good. So, you know, it's really, I would just encourage everybody to watch it. And um, if I'm a little loquacious in this, I had several <laughs> mimosas at this at this brunch. Do not worry. I did not drive home. Um, so, you know, just forewarned.
0: Sarah likes herself some Unreal. Luke, let's go back to you at Phoenix Comic-Con. So did you see any stars... Uh, I, I know you were Instagramming I wasn't,
2: like crazy. I wasn't, I wasn't actually looking for stars. This was one of those times where I was like, "I'm just going." There were huge lines for stars and autographs and photos, and it was like, "No, I am not doing that." I've never been one of those people who, for most actors, who needs to go up and get an autograph. But so I, you saw them from a very distant thing, like across long, like huge lines that were snaking through the m- labyrinth of railings, but I didn't actually go <laughs> see any stars. But it, I had a lot of fun. I went with some friends. Uh, one of them uh, did total cosplay. I put up a bunch of photos on Instagram if you want to check them out. Uh, my Instagram is Iconcur which is K E R R Or I C O N, one of the two. I don't have it off the top of my head. I C O N K
0: E R R. Now you don't even know how to tell your own Instagram. Wow! I don't (laughs) give that one out. I
2: know, like I know I have it as a login, but I never give that one out because I just put that on my. Well, now
0: you're gonna have to tell me what. What are you talking
2: about? Laser tag, cosplay.
0: What is that?
2: Cosplay. Cosplay is when people dress up in costumes as. Halloween. Well, no. Um, as their favorite characters oh, and basically... costume or- play. That's yes. Really Isn't that some as- kind of pretty-
3: sexual thing? I've seen some no, no, porn no, about no. that. No.
2: That is no. different. Oh, okay. Nope, nope. nope. Um, and so, basically, there were lots of them. There was bat, uh, tons of Batman, Doctor Who. Harley Quinn was huge. There was t- there were guys as Harley <laughs> Quinn. There were women as Harley Quinn. Um, <laughs> there, there was lots of... Star Wars. Uh, people dressed up as different characters from Star Wars. Khaleesi and Caldrago, Khal There was Jon Snow's. Um, tons of Zeldas and Dragon Ball Z characters. There was one that sort of took me by surprise. This guy and girl were walking by and I didn't recognize what the girl was dressed up as. But uh, the guy was in Rainbow Bright, uh, and I was like, okay, so that's interesting. who did
0: you go as? Who did you go as?
2: I did not go as anything, cause I, but maybe next year. We'll see. Oh, okay. uh, but but some of the better ones <laughs> that I
1: went had. went as pocket protector, man. I'm not going to dress up as anything. I'm just going to be there.
3: Clark Kent, not Superman.
2: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, there were some good ones, though. I, I My favorites, there was an Aquaman, a Doc Ock, which was really good. Uh, there was a guy in a Cruella de outfit, which was just fantastic. He was totally <laughs> doing the whole thing. Um, I'm, not a, I'm not a huge anime fan, um, but one of the shows that I did watch uh, back in the day was Trigun, so I was very happy to see the Trigun characters. Uh, my buddy Nick, who uh, went with me as well as another friend, he went and cosplayed as a character that I had no clue who that was because I was now, not familiar Okay, so what is the
0: – so I understand the dressing up like the people – Yep. what is the cause play? Do they go and pretend to like, like if you're well, cause like, as you Wonder it, Woman, do you try to lasso someone? Or?
2: Think of it as role play with where you're dressed up in costumes. Okay, so, minus
0: the so, sex. so they pretend yeah. like they're these people and like have a battle or something.
2: They they could if they wanted to, but they just walk around as the characters and will say things or use their like <laughs> signature <laughs> poses or Pew Pew,
3: Jamie. They, pew Pew. And a lot of times pew. they'll put on like a, a fresh spin, like when you were talking about like the gender reverse characters, like I once saw recently when uh, when WonderCon was in LA. I wasn't at WonderCon, but you know, I saw some WonderCon people rocking around and like i saw two young women who went as um elliot and mr robot from mr robot and it looked real cool you know you like people cut like fresh spins on things or like they will be like the tardis from doctor who like there'll be an animate object i mean people will come up with very there was clever one stuff. guy
2: there was one guy this I, I don't i couldn't decide if this was clever or crazy but he basically went as a one of those circular shower curtains i'm gonna go that with when crazy he, So it was like he basically had like one of those circular shower curtain things around him and he just had like fake streamers coming out of the faucet top. So it looked like he was taking a shower the whole time. But I mean, it can range from very simple things to someone just having face paint on and looking a little bit like a zombie to people who are in full costumes. There was a kid walking around who looked like a bumblebee from Transformers, which was really cool. There was a lot of different things. My buddy uh, went as Kaneki, which from the Tokyo Ghoul series, which I am not familiar with it. But the part of that when costume, when I was like Kaneki from I'm like, Greece. It, uh, from it, Greece,
0: it's, it's, yeah. Yeah. It's,
2: it's, I don't know how it's pronounced. It's K-A-N-E-K-I. But part of that costume is that, like, he has an eye patch covering one of his eyes, and on his other eye, he had a fake. Uh, uh contact lens to change the color Not of his eyes condition. so we were walking through that we were walking through the building or the like the aisles and he was having to take it a little bit slow because he couldn't see out of the one eye and so we'd have to sometimes wait for him to catch up but it was lots of fun there were some really cool things one of the things that if i do ever cosplay i'm going to make sure i set some money aside because they had a 3d printer where you can take and in your cosplay outfit put whatever stance or however you want to stand and pose. They'll do the three a 3D scan of you, and then they'll make an action figure for you. And they range from like 100 bucks to 250 bucks depending on the size. So it was like, if I ever do cosplay, I'm totally doing that. I was a little bit concerned when I went, um, because I went Saturday. Um, it was a four-day convention, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Uh, on Friday, they had had some technical problems, at, which resulted in people standing outside in um, in lines for like two to three hours. And we had like 115 degrees. And so there were people who were not happy. They got it fixed, but I was a little bit concerned going on Saturday that I run into it. I had no problems. According to the event organizers, they said that, I mean, they've never had that in like the many years that they've been putting this on other than this one day and they're learning from it. And as someone who has dealt with more than my share of, Tech problems over the years when websites are getting too much traffic and you go down at the Emmys or whatever, I totally understand their and pain. And your business
0: partner calls screaming into the phone. Yes. And and is this I'm like, thing down! I just broke! That Santa Barbara
3: is coming back!
2: Yes. No. Um, I, I, I mean, I, no. I felt their pain. I, I had a good experience. Next year, though, I will be getting a four-day pass, and I will be going to all the uh, – because the one thing that I would have liked to have gone to, I just didn't have enough time Four to get everything, uh, everything taken care of. Um, beforehand, I want to go to like the panels, like you would have it, mm-hmm. like the Paley Fest, those well, type of panels. I told
0: him after I said you should have let me know, I would have gotten you credentialed. But he was trying to be sneaky and not take. I
2: but I like going mm-hmm. as just a fan. Um, I got to stop by. There's an independent comic that uh, one of our listeners and I. I don't want no to credit shame, the wrong person. But they weren't um, gonna know you like you were Barbara Walters. No, hey, no, it's it like I no, don't no. want to I just be wanna go to that. Like no, that. it's not, oh No shade. It's just like I enjoy going is just a regular. No fa- shade. I was
1: saying no shade to you, but if he had gotten you credentials, that would have been better. It would have been free. It would have been longer. Would have been. Oh able yeah. To get
0: in all the panels and, and interview stars. Yeah. Which, yeah. You oh. go interview next year. I
3: yeah. yeah. I mean, who was what stars <laughs> were at the Phoenix convention? I'm not very as familiar one with that one. One of those Doctor
0: one. Who people were there. There huh? were.
2: Uh, the act, oh, all the sudden. One I'm of the Doctor one. Who's. Like, the little the, skinny the act- one, wasn't he there?
3: No. Oh,
2: none man. of the doctors were there. I went to oh, the Oh, you list know what? A-
0: Somebody was just dressed up like him and looked like him then. <laughs> yes.
2: That, that
0: <laughs> See, that's why I would be so confused at this. I'd be like, oh, is it you, Michael Keaton? <laughs> no, I'm just dressed up like his era Batman. Well, forget you then. Get on out of the way. One of
2: the. The booths that I was most looking forward to was for a independent comic, which I've been following. They um, called Hex 11, and it is a really good series that one of our listeners on Twitter actually tipped me off about, and I've enjoyed it a lot, and they were there. One of the um, people who's involved in that comic was actually going to be one of the people on the panel's so i got to stop by that booth cuz i wanted to see if the issue 7 was coming out and it's not coming out till july but if you really want a good comic to check out you can do um i would definitely recommend checking out hex 11 you can get it on uh comicsology they also have uh, a great website where you can buy versions of it a while back i had bought a signed copy of the uh, not, not a graphic novel the trade um so it, i would definitely check it out i, I think trade. the, the well, basically, every six. We have six to just
0: told Jillian we have to like totally suspend our definitions for all of these terms because. I- it is like, though.
3: No. I actually <laughs> know what the trade but I, I, I understand. <laughs> Sarah me. is like
0: the a UN translator between. <laughs> because, yeah, I'm just. All like,
2: of a sudden, our roles are reversed. Yeah, I don't I, know I, anything no. about hip hop culture.
0: Means. And, means, no. Hip hop Yeah, I'm just letting you go because I don't even know how to ask a follow up question. I'm so excited for you, but I'm like, oh my God, this is more into your geekdom than I have ever known. I've known about the. You know, Marvel Comics is better than DC and Luke World, oh. and I like Battlestar Galactica but I have never I'm like scared a little bit about these hex 11s and cosplaying and I'm like who is this person Are you going to show up in my house dressed like thor or something trying to chop the dough out I don't
2: if know if I was going to show up as anybody at your door it would be wolverine mm-hmm.
0: uh, okay
3: that's something to look forward to
2: and I must show uh, and look all the
0: look my supernatural wes- weapon is called
3: smith
2: and second West. <laughs> 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 yes but it's, um, i am glad so the one thing that back. i the one thing that i the the story i want to wrap up with though uh, afterwards we went and uh, grabbed something to eat at Alice Cooper's town and as we after we were done Alice we were going back to
0: the, the rock and roll yeah he okay, has a restaurant i understand something
2: he, he has a he has a like a sports bar there and so we went there um, had something to eat and then as we were getting going back to our car the one character that I didn't see all day, which was sort of surprising, was a Darth Vader. This was like your you prom, wasn't it? This was your you you prom. Th- you would think that you would see a Darth Vader somewhere, and I didn't see one all day. And so we're getting in the car, and all of a sudden we saw Darth Vader. It looked about maybe five, six, five. It wasn't a tall Darth Vader, but it was totally Darth Vader. His cape is billowing behind him as he's walking. And he cuts across the street in front of us. And he's going into the parking lot, and this shorter Darth Vader is then get stops in front of this Darth Vader giant clown car uh, be- Ford F250 4x4 four door pickup, and it was just such a, a juxtaposition I couldn't I help but chuckle. It was awesome.
0: I bet it was awesome. quite the juxtaposition. Um, so these people just get in their cars and drive on home dressed up like the yep. Darth Vader.
2: Well, they they normally take. <laughs> masks off if they're wearing them for visual reasons oh,
0: okay. I, I, mean, I bet there was mainstream. some wild sex in Phoenix uh, Shut up, I bet up. you I bet you it was I bet you, he talking about men dressed up like Harley Quinn yeah we got that too it's called a drag show um, <laughs> wow Okay. So um,
2: USA Today actually has it like if after you've checked out my photos, USA Today actually has um something on one of their Arizona sites mm-hmm. with a lot of good pictures from it that you can check out. There's some pretty cool well, ones. I am okay. happy that you yeah.
0: went to Nerdprom. Um so Nerdprom. Yeah, so I did a little visiting too. So I was invited by T V one to the set of their upcoming TV movie hopefully backdoor pilot hint hint uh it's tentatively called media and it is the loosely based story of tv1 and radio one founder kathy hughes's rise to power um very wait what's the name of it it's going to be called media
3: this is the okay. show you were just saying you wanted a few months ago. I mean, you said you wanted it about the Johnson family, but, like, this yes. is like what you've been saying. Yes.
0: Yeah. And, you know, they're going to do it, you know, with a lot of the cable networks, they do, you know, like, Being Mary Jane started as a TV movie. Single Ladies started as a TV movie. So they do the TV movie, and then if it's popular enough, then – Order apps. consider, you know, making it into a TV show. So really excited about this. Um, Pooch Hall uh, was in it. Gary Dordon from CSI and It's a Different World fame. Finesse was in it. Um, Christy Ferris from Passions and um, what do you call that uh, reality show? Queens of Drama on uh, Pop was in it, so lots of you know sexy, good-looking black people. Uh, yes. Stephen Bishop from Being Mary Jane, um, and you know this movie Wait, goes. It?
1: Okay, so he's from B- Oh my God! So if this gets picked up, he won't be back on I, Being
0: Mary. Well, Jane. I'm not sure no. because no, well, no, that's not that's not a given because. This movie, like, the movie jumps, like, not jumps time, but the movie, go- take it's a huge span of time. Okay. Like, I th- the movie goes, like, you know, okay. 20, 30 years. Cool. So I don't know if he's playing a young version of someone or an old, you know what I mean? So oh, he okay. might not. I think, you know, if, if it goes to a TV show, then it would be, you know, wherever it left off set in the modern day. So he could have been playing somebody, in the '70s, for all I know, so I'm I'm not sure. But you know, a lot of times when they do these TV movies, um, you know, the people, you know, sometimes they just get recast if they bring it to, you know. So I'm not. And
3: the other yeah. good thing is with cable, sometimes like a season will be like five episodes, so you can. Yeah, do multiple I mean, you shows. can do double Girl. duty. I mean, what
0: Kobe Bell did. Um, the he game doing and, double duty, yes. yeah, he was in the game and one of those USA shows for years. Or so. notice, yeah. Brian White was in it from who was recently in Scandal. So yeah, it was really fun to be on set and you know to be there when the directors like quiet on set, action. You know, I was in one of those. You know, they they let me sit in one of the little director chairs and I was like, oh, this is how it's going to be one day when I'm like cut. cut on as on one of our web series friends, um, Michael Caruso says, when I do my show, Song of the South. so <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, but that'll you're be gonna
1: be He knows a, you so well. But you're a writer, though, so you're going to be on the set or you're going to be a writer at
0: EP. Oh, no, well, you know every Oh, group, yeah, 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 yeah. Every yeah. writer yeah. has my to be bad. directing. You know? bad.
3: <laughs> and if the showrunner has to be on, like, in primetime, they have him on the set in case, like, the actor's like, I don't understand my lines in the scene, you know. i honestly
0: like, when I first started dreaming of being a writer, I wanted to be, like, that, you know, Bill Bell type, you know. I just want to write my show from another city and send it in. But now, yeah. Now he I
1: was think, in that booth, and he told me. Yeah, now
0: definitely. you kind of need to be. I mm-hmm. think you need to, to make sure your vision is on point. You know, you need to be where you need to be. So, yes, but uh, that the media won't come out until the winter, so we got some time, uh-huh. but... Yeah, but really excited about what TV1 is doing. And a lot of the black networks bounce had Saints and Sinners. And I'm so ashamed of myself because I really wanted to support that show. One thing, these shows do not stay on like they used to. Like, these runs are like eight to 10 episodes. I kept thinking, I'm going to have to talk about Saints and Sinners. I'm going to have to do a. Bl-. And it's like, oh, season finale. I'm like, dang, it's over already. So, yeah, there's a lot of good. You know, the black networks are stepping up in terms of, you know, a couple of years ago, or, you know, there used to be kind of less than stellar content. But they are really
1: raising... One
0: of those. Aaron Church plays on, you know, the networks and stuff. But they, they've gone away from that. And I think Empire has had a good effect on that. And so I'm, I'm crossing my fingers. Speaking of that
1: take it back a little further i would say scandal because then you had being and mary jane and all these other yes, shows shonda
0: definitely deserves yeah. her props mm-hmm. into you know her shows are still and, and I, you know just to be real and there's nothing wrong with this because I, I actually i probably will end up writing shows in this vein too because i like to paint with uh, a big brush um but her shows i still say are more div- I don't consider Shonda's shows as black shows no, though. They're very diverse. Yeah, I mean she still has very, you know, multiracial casts, but yes, she definitely led the charge in allowing a black woman to be the lead on um, Yeah. You no, know, several of her shows. Speaking of diversity, now, it. ever since I've been doing this, I have ranted a thousand times about how I'm tired of the help and I'm tired of 12 Years a Slave and I'm not going to watch any slave movies and I'm sick of this and when am I going to get a Black Devil Wears Prada and when am I going to get a Black Sex in the mm-hmm. City? I'm not going to look at any of that. So, you know, it's a, it's a man's prerogative to change his mind. Oh, shut up, Bobby, um, now. I watched Roots. And I'm so glad I did. This is one of the times when I let, you know, people more educated about a subject than me school me. There's a blog that I love called Shadow and Act. And it covers all aspects of film and television uh, from people from the African diaspora. Um, And they wrote an essay basically calling out people like myself that feel like there have been enough of those movies. And they kind of, they, they tallied it. They brought the data. And, you know, when you looked at how many black movies. Now, I did kind of side-eye some of it because they listed every Will Smith movie because it was like they were like saying, you know, how many black movies there'd been. And it's like all these Will Smith movies. And I'm like, them ain't black movies. That's just a movie with Will Smith in it. But, you know, I give up their props that there have been a ton of... Other films that have not been, you know, Steve Harvey and Tyler Perry have definitely made sure of that, that haven't been slave movies, you know, and it led to a big dialogue, which is like, well, yes, there have been a ton of black movies, but it seems like mainstream Hollywood tends to pay way more attention when it's a slave movie. And I will will admit that annoys me because I do want to see movies about, you know, BET's founder and how they built that company up and the people who did Ebony J- and Jet and the Jet fashion showcase and you know there's a story in the New York Times about a a black private equity uh fund manager who's a billionaire who um is now the new chair of the Carnegie of the Carnegie um Hall and I wonder I do want to see those shows but in a world where Trayvon Martin is still happening we do have to remember our roots and I am so glad that I watched, just like I thought you know, because a lot of times I'm like, I can't watch those shows because it'll make me mad and, you know, and it did it made me furious Um, it made me cry but it was a good story, no matter what. I mean, it was... And I'll tell you what really did it for me. I was, like, having a conversation with myself like I do. And I'm like, Jamie, you can watch Game of Thrones, and you can watch... Which is a, you know, fictional retelling of the Tudors and the, and the um, Yorks, but you won't watch, you're mad about this. And it's like... And Snoop Dogg got a lot of hell for saying stuff that I say all the time. You know, Snoop Dogg was like... You know, F this, you know, they just wanna make us remember that we were slaves. And I'm like, that's kinda of how I used to think. But I am glad that I changed my mind and I watched Malachi Kirby as Kunta Kinte is every was every bit as leading man At the Harvard. as the Harbor as I was just meaning as any as the Kit Harringtons or the um, scott foley's or any of his white peers that are doing stuff i think he's gonna do huge stuff um whether it be movies or film um my favorite was uh reggie Jean page as chicken george and chicken george was my least favorite character from the original roots with ben barine and you know because as black people we we cringe at the characters that we think are quote-unquote stepping and fetching. And if you haven't seen Roots, the Chicken George character puts on a show for the white people to kind of change his station in life. But this version showed me that it's like, no. It wasn't that he was he was doing what he had to do to survive. And, you know, wow. I mean, what a great movie. Anika Nani Rose as Kizzy was powerful oh my god i loved the fact it really messed with my head about my religion and my childhood religion because kizzy was not trying to hear going to church because she was like i'm not trying to get a religion from people who enslaved me and i'm like damn that's deep you know that's deep but she was right you know so very intense powerful show and i have to say shout out to will Packer and. All of the other people involved in bringing it to TV, and yes, Jillian, I'm going to check out Underground now. Now that I've now that I've broken the barrier, but you know,
1: I I told you like Underground, I'm gonna have to watch Roots because I ain't gonna lie. I was like, oh, I don't want like it's so funny because I watch Underground, but I'm like, I do not want to see. Kunta. I never watched the first Roots. Because I'm like, I ain't trying to see Kunta get his foot chopped off. I'm not here for that. But I'm going to watch it. But Underground, I'm telling you, like, Underground goes there and you will love it. Like, look out for Ernestine when you watch Underground. Ernestine is the baddest
0: bitch on that show. Well, I'll tell you, I'll watch that if you watch Roots because, yeah, and I watch the, you know. six hours. Isn't this it's only four but roots is a okay. seminal television event mm-hmm. and i you know i get that underground is is a great tv show but I, yeah we've
2: been trying if, to get her to watch game of thrones for two for Well, how many that ain't got no i don't difference. think roots not the same gonna... difference this is about hey. her people
0: well not actually her people because jillian is caribbean so yeah but my still.
1: people was free before y'all but yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah but uh
0: you know yeah i mean it i'm it, glad that i watched this production um how long? I mean, it was on from fierce. Monday
1: through Thursday? Or it was, was it four hours
0: this time, I believe. Oh, no, wait a minute. No, it was wait. six hours. I don't know.
1: Shit. I, was it Monday through Thursday? It Friday? was so
0: good. It was just moving fast. I know that they did four nights, but was it? I don't know. Did they do it Friday? The, did they do it Friday or no? Um, I'm, I'm checking now. I got the IMDb. I have,
1: because I have. I, what, I watched
0: all the nights, but I'm. I, I cannot believe. I do not remember if they were two hours or if they were, well, they
1: were um, an hour. I, they were two hours because I recorded them. See, see,
0: see? I, I ran. I mean, it was like, it was riveting. I didn't even oh, want it like,
1: wasn't like, on Friday. It wasn't on yeah, Friday. It okay, was, I'll the, watch it was
0: it. really good television and, oh you know, I'm gonna be, it really...
1: Was T.I. good in that?
0: T.I. was awesome. T.I. was... Because
1: I side-eye his castle. No, like,
0: was incredible. He plays... A um or... a Union soldier when Chicken George uh, joins the Union Army and he is you know you're like his character because he's pretty much one of the only black characters who tells white people whatever he thinks.
1: Oh so shit, I'm gonna watch
2: that. Oh, okay, I definitely
0: liked him. Um, yeah, but I like Anika Nani Rose for me. Just she I'm really like was she was so good. She was so good. She was so good, you know. Jonathan Reese Myers, who I loved in The Tudors, is Tom Lee. Who he
1: was in there? Now I oh, got to side eye of that because he, you know he liked to use that N word when he get drunk all willy nilly. I'm like,
0: mm. well, the heap of, well then it was. Oh, I didn't know that. I, I is that a tabloid story or what?
1: That's the truth. They busted him. Like I, I think he's clean and sober now, but. You oh, know. okay.
0: Well, then you know he was perfect casting for who he played, if you know, because he played massa. Ugh. Oh, god! It, it, yeah, his character was. It, you're not gonna come away with this from a Tom, Thomas Jefferson, Sally Hemings had a romance type. Oh, they show it for what it was, which was ugly, disgusting. Rape, you know, raping someone that you think is your property and that you have a right to just violate, and you know it—it it happened to a whole generation of. In slave underground, women.
1: they do a twist to that, and when I say that, I mean I'll just tell you this: in underground, you see that Master Tom, he appears to be in love with Ernestine who he's had, who has bore him two children, who all, she has three kids. She was married before, but her husband died. We don't know how he died. But her children, compared to what the slaves have, they have a relatively easy life compared. Her her firstborn is like his top slave that he does Mm carpentry work. Her daughter works in the house and her son is like besties with his son and he grows up in the house. So you can tell she has some sway with him. You can tell he's in love with her, but you can tell when they get freaky sneaky, she is doing that to survive. So oh yeah, not, yeah,
0: on, and and, and they all were. There were no love stories. That's my thing. Even you know, I'm not naive enough to say that there weren't slaves who fell in love, but yeah, it but was like, still rape because if you're if you own someone, it yeah. doesn't matter. It, you know, it, yeah. Anyway, it. It really was eye-opening and in light of everything that we've seen with Black Lives Matter and the fact that in this country right now, a police officer can not deliver a prisoner to the jailhouse alive, but with his spine severed in half and still not face criminal charges and that, you know, a, a neighborhood watchman can shoot an unarmed teenager and then, you know auction his gun for six figures. I mean, we're living in that world, so I do believe that there still is a place for these type of stories. Now, let's move on. Um, we have to say goodbye to yet another legend. I mean, that could basically be the theme of 2016 at this point, goodbye legends. Muhammad ah. Ali passed away Friday after a 30-year battle with Parkinson's disease, and so much is coming to light about his legacy in terms of you know, protesting the Vietnam War and being unapologetically black long before Beyonce ever uh, sang about for shit. This whole
1: transcending color crap. I'm like, shut up. He did not do that. He was proud black. Deal with it. I hate that transcending crap. That drives me crazy. Well, you know,
0: that's just a, bu- you know, it's like crossing over. It's like, yeah, th- those are just buzzwords. But Sarah, um, what did what did you think about when you first heard of, of Muhammad Ali's passing?
3: I mean, I obviously, I was sad. I'm going to be really honest and say I didn't, like, this one, because I've never followed boxing, this one, you know, I, re- like, knew him more as, like, a political figure and a leader than as an athlete, and also because of, you know... The generation we're all in, but I was like, you know, he's someone like I really admire, like, you know, what I learned about him in terms of like, you know, his conscientious objector status, like whether or not, you know, you believe that was right or wrong. He had the courage of his convictions. He was not afraid to take the consequences of them, you know, and what it meant when he changed his name in that era. I mean, he really is just a true, inspirational figure and he proves that athletes can be more than just you know some people who the people who are physically gifted and can you know run faster or hit harder that they really can be leaders and that they really can change society so you know that was sort of where i was going with it
0: well luke uh donald trump and muhammad ali had a a storied history that you know, at times was a friendship, and at times was a rivalry and in recent months, Muhammad Ali had had been outspoken about Trump, given his you know plans to ban all Muslims and things like that. But now Trump has you know given a a testimony or you know spoken about you know his relationship with him, and people are calling him out for hypocrisy. I know you are a political lover. What do you think about Trump? You know, you think he's trying to get some political cachet with this or,
2: or Of what? course he is. The man is a snake oil salesman who talks out of both sides of his mouth and doesn't deserve to be the president. Uh, <laughs> That's how you really feel. I, I mean, he's, a, he's pretty much a charlatan. I don't take anything Trump says about anyone with too much seriousness because he'll change it. I mean, when he goes and attacks governors of his own party one day and then says that he loves them the next... Why should we even believe that he's going to say something honest about an icon? There's really nothing good about the man. Okay,
0: Jillian, what were your thoughts when you first learned of his passing?
1: So when I first heard the story, I was really hoping that it would have been like a hospitalization. And then he'd come out because they said that he was in fair condition. And then by that other, by later on, it just went, choom, downhill, and they said it was like a staff infection or something. I'm like, damn, that staff. But, you know, um, I didn't know they said that, you know, in the 90s, like when Saddam Hussein took Kuwait, how the Bush administration was like, no, don't go down there. He flew to Kuwait when Saddam Hussein took 15 hostages. Um, hostages. He took 15 people, he held them hostage and used them as hu- human shields. And Mohammed flew down there. Saddam Hussein, being the dick that he was, made him wait for a week before meeting him. But he met with him and he wasn't impressed about Ali's boxing or anything like that. He was impressed that Ali was always outspoken about the U.S. government from way back into the 60s, that he would tell it like it is and say what he meant. And kept it pushing like that. So he finally, he eventually let him go. So I thought that was kind of cool. But I know growing up as a kid, like when I was really, really young, he used to come to town to visit and hang out. And my dad and his brothers would hang out with his crew. And my sister, my oldest sister, got to hang out. And I asked my mother, I'm like, why didn't I get to hang out? She was like, because you talk too much. I'm like, well, I asked too much damn questions. I'm like, I'll be damn. I got shut out. And my sister, she was just more of a, well, not anymore, child, if you know her. But my sister was more of a chill, laid back when they would hang out and that he was always, he loved kids and everything like that. And I thought that was really cool. And I was like, damn, Ma, why you just didn't force me to shut the hell up But whatever.
0: <laughs> but yeah, I was like, Ugh. Okay, well, on a lighter note, as we say goodbye to Muhammad Ali, let's talk about something else that has had you popping for a while, Jillian. Your precious <laughs> Black China and Rob Kardashian are getting their own spinoff series on E um what uh, well now i have to tell you the, this whole time we've been saying oh this wasn't you know we are just like you i was like no it, it seems legit but chris kardashian is one of the executive producers of this as or chris jenner rather yeah i know as our black china and rob but it does make me go okay have we all just been played and this was all a storyline from keeping I- up with the kardashians
1: You know, I'm not going to go there with that. I believe my girl is sincere with this because when this first started, when their romance first started, I'm like, people really need to stop looking at Rob as some sucker because TMZ has been on it and that's just because I've been on there or whatever. They have been on it, albeit I'll just be real. They have been kind of Kardashian genocized with it like they used to trash that girl, but when they first came out publicly with their romance and everything, TMZ was like how producers, how Rob was meeting with producers to do a TV show. That was all Rob, and how Black Chyna was like, mm I'm good. I want to do other stuff. She wanted to be off the television. She wanted to do branding. She wanted to expand her brand off TV. And when, you know, you know how they go when you all mess around with them, no matter who you are, I think, except for Kanye, you somehow Chris ends up managing you. And she's kept it 100. China is like, uh-uh, she ain't managing me and I'm not signing on to her company. I'm, I'm good. So, you know, if she signed on with Chris, I'd be like, okay, this is some bullshit. But she is her, you know, after a while... She has decided to do the TV show. She is equal partners in it, and she hasn't – Chris is not managing her. She has her own thing. So I don't – I think it's all legit. And we took a little hiatus before – you know, when the news dropped that my girl is pregnant with the Kardashian heir. And I feel as though Rob was trying to tip us – no, no, don't laugh. I think Rob was trying to tip us – no, stop.
2: It's I, as if this is Game of Thrones.
0: I, well, they might as well be. You know, they were on the Hollywood Reporter a couple of years ago. Oh God, y'all in this Game of Thrones. But um, no,
1: I want to uh. say this. You all oh, nothing. Rob tried to tip us. Uh. On. Shut up. Rob tried to tip us on to China being pregnant months ago. He had posted something on on his Facebook. It was a picture of her like walking with it's so funny, he, the picture he used. It was a picture of her walking with her son King's car seat. And he had a meme up. And her the cap- is name King Car No. Her son's name is King, and she was carrying oh. his car seat. Who are you, Luke? Jesus. Well, King
0: Car just sounded a little bit silly no, than King no. by itself. Uh-uh, no. <laughs> His name is King Cairo. And these but- kids, Leroy,
1: John, no. Mark. But anyway, they ha- there's a picture. He has a meme up, and the meme I'm paraphrasing because I can't remember. He has the meme up like when he was like when Black China is the only one carrying the Kardashian baby that'll be of Robs, and like it was basically saying that. Rob was going to be the only Kardashian to carry on the Kardashian name. And he was throwing shade at all three of those hoes that has, are his sisters. And they got two through with him like that. And he kept posting pictures of China, saying, like, when your girl is carrying the only car- only baby that will carry on the Kardashian name and will be a true Kardashian. Bro,
0: that's silly.
1: Rob is a f-
0: <laughs> Rob is foul. Rob is foul because Rob was mad at them hoes. And he need to calm down, because, you know, when he used to... Look, I'm I'm happy that Rob has found his old little niche and his old little storyline on the show, because his little storyline always used to be boring after he broke up with that little girl that's on the reel now. Um, But what's her name? Adrian. That's the only time he really had a good storyline. So it's like, I'm proud of him, because, you know, his storyline used to be, I'm trying to sell some socks. It's like, okay, Rob. But now... He does have to give respect where respect is due. I know it's easy to hate on that girl, but if Kim wouldn't have been booting and tooting for Ray J, would nobody know who any of these people were after except for their daddy.
1: <laughs> and he's named after his daddy, so I think he's good with that, but you know, I think I think they
0: not doing that. When it Kim, booted, tuned for Ray J.
1: <laughs> I think the one who he's throwing shade at was more likely Chloe because Chloe they oh, said out I of all.
0: Because they used to be the best, right? Of but
1: Chloe has become a little bit. You know, everybody else is like grudging. Like everybody else is like, okay, we're cool. But Chloe is the one who was just like, mm. so I he think is.
0: Chloe acts like because she always had his back on everything else that he owed her. His, which is silly with her. It's like, girl, just because you had yeah. back against Kim, don't mean he had to do what you say right. in his
1: bedroom. So you know now so, Luke
0: is like confused and like, what are we talking about? Like I was about the comic con, <laughs> but I used but, to. I don't yeah. watch him anymore, but I used to watch those guys. Well,
1: shows. I now I am because they because I'm like Black China because everybody Twitter Twitter you know how Black Twitter rolls. Black Twitter is like mm, now look they like they like to steal black men and look a black woman has to save they sorry ass show because she even though she's not on the show she is sort of like a storyline on the show because they mention it and stuff like that and like Kylie was like I don't stalk her I don't pay attention to her but you see those bitches on that girls Facebook, not Facebook, you see them on her Instagram and her Snapchat. So I'm like, yeah, y'all are paying attention to that hoe. That hoe got y'all by the balls, and I love it. I will, you know, someone asked me on Twitter, they were like, who's your favorite Kardashian? I'm like, Angela, obviously. <laughs> They're like, who's Angela? I'm like, Angela Kardashian. I'm like, you don't know?
0: My like, favorite is Kris. I'm not even going to lie about it. I have studied Kris Jenner. I have Thank read all of her interviews, because that woman is a hustler and a half. She took Bruce Jenner when he wasn't doing nothing, but running around, you know, giving speeches in Palm Desert or wherever he was, and she turned that sucker into a brand again. You know, he admitted it. He was like, yeah, I wasn't getting that much for my speeches. And she was like, you can get four times as much as this. And then, you know, Kim Kardashian was basically Paris Hilton's dark-haired friend when I first heard of her. You know, it when I first her, heard... Her, her closet, whatever,
1: person. Yeah, but. and yeah, it's she like... Was yeah, her yeah,
0: assistant. Yeah, yeah, you knew that they were Rob's daughters, but somehow that woman, teaming with Ryan Seacrest and, you know, the Murray factory, which... Shout out to our other world. The the Butthums and Murrays came from soap operas. They did search for tomorrow, and she managed to turn Kim's life and, by extension, all of her children, into these elaborate reality soap operas. That's so, for
1: Courtney. She boring as hell.
0: Well, you know, Courtney's saving grace was Scott. Yeah. You know, He gave me, Scott gave me some of my favorite storylines because it never failed. It'd be like, tonight we're going to the opening, and it would always be some ridiculous sounding nightclub, and we're going to the opening of Opaque, and it's a very big event because it's going to be sponsored by Trim Spa. So mom wants everyone to be on that. And then they cut to the scene, Scott asking the waiter, where's my cocktail? I don't have it, sir. I'm gonna teabag you. Get down here so I can put my balls in your face. And then he gets drunk and punches the wall and everything and then And cuts them
1: out drunk, yeah. And then
0: cut back to Courtney. I was so embarrassed. I'm so done. I'm so done with him. I'm done with him. And then she's pregnant by the next commercial break.
3: (laughs) Yeah, oh by the way, for if you know, from if you're perhaps luke might like this too if you're sort of really want to learn more about this and you haven't been following it there's this great article i read in buzzfeed and a hat um hat tip to um the fug girls for linking to it on their blog called how black china beat the Kardashians at their own game by um sylvia obel and it is just really fascinating like she dives deep and goes into it like a new york times style feature It really just gets into She's sort like of the Amanda politics
0: Woodward. of it. If you think about it, it's like the Kardashians were Melrose Place. You know, kind of about to limp on into forgetful, forgetfulness. And then it's like, boom, this interesting new character comes in and steals the show.
1: You know, and, and meanwhile, Tiger, after all that back and forth over Tiger's sorry sack ass, Kylie breaks up with him and he is just like limping along. Black China got her own show. She got a Kardashian baby on the way. Kylie is with someone age appropriate, and Tiger is still owing people around California with his broke ass.
0: I hope that China gets in with some really good designers and a really good hairstylist <laughs> hair and kind of tones that look down a bit. You know, maybe.
1: I think motherhood okay. will make her do that because, before, oh my god, she's come a long way before the Kardashians. Let's just be real. I was thought that Amanda Bynes made her a bit a household name. Drake actually did it. I'm like, oh shit, I forgot about it. Because oh Buzz- yeah, Amanda yeah. Bynes loved her. Yeah, because see that Buzz- girl
0: should be a producer for E. Well,
1: because <laughs> the Buzzfeed no, well the Buzzfeed article that Sarah's talking about. I'm like, oh shit, I forgot. The Buzzfeed article talks about how you knew her because. Like, um, you know, it, Drake, it's been documented. Drake has a thing for thick girls and who are strippers. And he mentions her. He's like, shout out to, um, King of Diamonds. Go meet Black China. Tell them, you know, Drake sent you some foolishness. So people started hearing about her and then Tiger met her and people automatically assumed stripper slut. And Tiger was like, he admits he was like, man, it took me three, like um, like three months to go out on a date with that girl, and they're like three months. He's like, yeah, every time I will call her, she'd be like, nah, I'm busy, I'm busy, I'm busy. Like I'm like, go ahead, girl, and like, you know, they broke it down, and then the Amanda Bynes thing, and like she cleaned up her look a lot from meeting Tiger to now. So I think,
0: yeah, it, there's a, it up again. You know, there definitely is. A, I mean, she's a there's gorgeous. a double standard because like yeah. with Amber Rose and with Black China, you get well, why are they famous? It's like, well, why is Pamela Anderson famous? Yes, she was an actress, quote-unquote, but, you know, she's pretty much, it was Playboy, just like the Playboy girls. I mean, we live in a world where your brand and your Instagram followers and your Twitter followers can get you gigs. I mean, Amber Rose is getting a talk show. I knew that Jillian would want to talk about that. Um, On a more serious note in in celebrity coupledom, Johnny Depp is facing some... Ugly allegations from his ex-wife, or soon-to-be ex-wife, Amber. Sarah, do you think that these allegations of physical abuse are going to have the same impact on Johnny Depp's career that they've had on, say, Chris Brown and other celebrities? No, white
3: men always get away with it. I'm just going to go there. Look, Sean Penn, going back to Madonna. He, You know, and he's done crazy stuff like... Interview El Chapo. It's not hurting his career. Um, okay, yeah. though, we
0: must say that is all alleged because John yeah, Pitt did that's... sue Lee Daniels, and Luke and I have no money.
3: <laughs> yeah, well, you know, ask... Well, maybe Robin Wright and uh, Charlize Theron, who just ghosted on him, will someday tell their stories. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, there are been several other... Um, Hell, Sean Connery said, like, sometimes women need to be slapped. I mean, granted, that was a long time ago. But there does definitely seem to be a double standard. And granted, in the case of Chris Brown, there was videotape, which there is not in this case. But, you know, it definitely, there really don't. Like, men seem bulletproof. I mean, look, I love Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man. The man spent several years in the San Quentin, you know, for his and that was for drug abuse, that was not for abusing any women, but I mean, there just definitely is a double standard. Like, Winona Ryder's career was trashed for, like, shoplifting a sweater. Yeah,
0: stealing some panties or
3: something. And it's a sweater, <laughs> for, which sounds like, you know, she could have just, like, I mean, in, a, in all fairness, like, and, there, you know, and there's that rumor, allegedly, that the reason she got into painkillers is because Johnny Depp while he was high, allegedly, this is all rumor, all conjecture, he shot her with an antique weapon, and she got injured, and she covered the whole thing, like, I mean, like, in the arm, not, like, in the heart or something. And she, you know, got injured from that, and she was dealing with pain for that, and that was what led to her doing this. Now, nobody's ever said this. It could all be a lie. It could all be a conspiracy theory with that one, but it just definitely does seem like there have been, you know, and I have no way of knowing, you know, what was or was not true about their particular relationship, but it does seem like there is a definite double standard, and I do think that people are always like, you know, well, you know, even if he did slap her around, she was, she was, like, using him for his money. Like, all these weird things people say that, like, just let men off the hook for just mm-hmm. domestic violence in general, whether they're famous or not famous. So, you know, I mean... Look, I had a the biggest Johnny Depp crush when I was a little girl, so like I don't want this to be true. But, you know, I just I'm like I don't think it will hurt him. What will hurt him is that he keeps making bad movies that no one wants to see.
0: <laughs> well um, to a more amicable divorce or break up. Poor Taylor Swift a
2: conscious uncoupling.
0: Poor Taylor Swift is single yet again. And she is never, ever, ever getting back together with hunky Calvin Harris. Shall we light a candle for Taylor? No, I wanted it to...
2: No, snuff it out. Yeah, I was so. She's going she's gonna to write an album worth of songs and make um, $100 million <laughs> but see, Luke, This time and... it
0: could come back to bite her because he also, you He's know, um, what's his
2: name? Well, he sings too, doesn't he? Um, well, so no. did Ma- Mayer and yeah. various other people that well, she's been yeah. with. John, John Mayer is a dick, so nobody real... Well, but I, what I'm saying is, if if a, she's dated musicians who, in theory, could use lyrics. Yeah, well, back, but, yeah. um, he's no
0: Jill Hall, though. Jill and Hall will just have to make a movie.
1: Right. Um, and, you know, a John Mayer, everybody was like, well, whatever. He's a dick, so it's fine. So, yeah.
0: Yes. Well, listen, we are about to wrap this issue of this episode of the Pop Confidential Podcast. Next week, we will be back with a full episode. Plus, we will be taping our long-awaited Game of Thrones special. Game of Thrones has been so good. Um, But we're going to save it all for that special. But there's one more thing I just have to say before we leave. Because this show changed the game for me, pop-culturally. And I'm ashamed to admit it. But it's been 10 years since The Hills
1: oh girl now, lauren
0: lc conrad is returning to mtv for a special about the show that really? gave us such quotes like i want to forgive you and forget you let me tell y'all every week when that song started playing i would be
2: like don't talk to me
0: the hills is all
3: yeah,
2: the words of Catherine Chancellor, Dear God in Heaven. I
0: loved those little hot mess white girls and their pseudo scripted dramas. I mean,
1: the Bettingfield's song, I know she is like. Oh, like, I ain't got
0: that's... to record no more. I ain't got to record no oh, more. I
1: cried at the last one. I was like, ah! Well, <laughs>
0: oh,
1: last episode, you knew it was scripted. Like, oh, oh yeah. Did. Well,
0: you knew the whole time. Except for that high... What wasn't scripted was Heidi Montag and Spencer Pratt trying no. to destroy Lauren's life. That yeah. stuff was because I think LC wanted to go hood on them. But, you know, my favorite was Kristen Cavallari because I loved Laguna Beach the OG show that spun it off. You know, that was my jam and Kristen was so awesome, you know, back then Lord was like, look at Kristen, she's dancing all erotically on the tables. Shut up! What's wrong with that? And those,
1: you know, it's so funny, <laughs> like, you know, you could tell their mind was on a soap because when they broke down how they did things on there, like Kristen said, they came up to her and was like, they were asking her questions. And they knew they had something with her. Like, she didn't say that, but you could tell yeah. they had something with her because they asked her, you know, so who do you want to win prom queen or home high, homecoming queen? She was like, I don't care as long as it's not Lauren Conrad. That's what did it! And, and that's what they said. They were like...
0: Ooh. It's so funny though because you know Stephen ended up being an actor. He went on to One Tree Hill. But in terms and of brand, yeah, and in, in terms of the brand, the guy that they fought over kind of dis. It's just like with other soap operas, the two women both created brands out of it, and it's like yeah. for Stephen. Um, but shout out to our daytime world because who helped Laguna Beach become a and soapy, theory. delicious? General Hospital legend, Wendy Rich. And, you know, that's the thing. It's like all of the, you know, we have so many soap fans who hate reality, or so they claim. But then I see y'all on Twitter. Y'all be tweeting about love and hip-hop. So some of y'all lying about hating reality shows. But pretty much you can trace every reality hit franchise. You can do a six degree of separation and find somebody related to the daytime soap opera world who helped them figure it out. So, shout out to the hills. That was my show. Kelly Catrone being so ruthless to my Lauren when she just wanted to work in fast.
1: And Lauren had shows on uh, how many seasons and Kelly Catron had a show on called Hello Hell Oh, on they the they, they
0: you know this is this is a test. This is what happens when everybody tries to get a spinoff. It's like, "No, you should have just stayed as a villain on the hills. Why leave a hit franchise?" You know, anyway.
3: Yeah, and I will say this. I will give a shout-out to Elsie. Like, I was like, whatever with that show. But it's like, she really, like, apparently that line she does for Coles makes money hand over fist. And She's one of
0: the biggest success stories in reality history. I mean. And
3: what's interesting, too, is she originally started out trying to do, like, high-end, you know, like, couture. And it failed miserably. And then she, like went downscale to, you know, what regular people can actually afford, because only the Olsen twins have been able to make a go of it in couture. Yeah, um, and, 000, you know. That girl. And the
0: Olsen twins had like a bazillion dollars stored up from all those DVDs. And, you know, that's a, I've studied them too.
1: How yeah, and their merits. stuff is actually oh.
3: really good. Like their, her stuff, let's be honest, kind of wasn't. so. Yeah, yeah, their
1: stuff is good, but ain't nobody paying 42000 on a, purse as big as a pill
3: bottle. I I always think those things are just sort of like publicity things and nobody actually buys them and they just give them to a couple celebrities and then people buy like the cheap you know, the jeans or whatever. But that's my theory.
0: Or or some, you know, oligarch in Russia's trophy wife might buy it. But not not the people who are watching The Hills or the Olsen Twins. Anyway, this has been an all over the place but very informative episode of Pop Confidential. I learned about cosplay and booze yachts and black China dynasties. Until next week, y'all, keep it popping.
1: So long. Bye.